In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is who we are waiting for. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, can you imagine what it must have been like to hear Anna speak those words to you, so excited after having just seen Jesus. Can you imagine what she must have been saying? She must have been saying something like, well, you know, I, I, I couldn't be sure. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I had been praying for it for all of this time, and yet I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I, I had envisioned it and imagined it in so many different ways. What would he be like? Who would he be with? And I had pictured it in so many different ways. And yet, this is how I saw it. That his parents were, were bringing him in to, be, to go through the rite of purification. And I looked underneath the blanket. And I saw him. And I knew that that was him. That this little baby, that that was going to be the one who would redeem Jerusalem. Well, it must have been quite an experience to be one of those first people that she told that story to. And what we find here in the Gospel of Luke is that it seems like she told that story to everyone that she could find. That it was this exciting story that had happened to her. This thing that had happened to this woman named Anna. Who was the daughter of Phanuel. Who, that's the only time that Phanuel's ever in the scriptures. Who's of the tribe of Asher. And we actually know something about the tribe of Asher. Asher is one of those lesser known tribes of Israel, but we do know something about them, and something maybe that has something to do with Anna's character, and what Anna grew up thinking about. You see, the tribe of Asher, way back in Second Chronicles, is isolated as one of three tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel, like we were talking about last week. And that this northern kingdom of Israel had sort of made a deal with the devil. They had made this deal with Assyria. And Assyria was actually going to end up destroying Israel and taking all of their people and taking them captive off into Assyria where they would be lost forever. But there were three tribes and one of them was the tribe of Asher that said, we're going to take some people and we're going to celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem, which is in the city of our enemies, the city, the capital city of Judah. And these three tribes, one of them being the tribe of Asher, went and they celebrated the Passover in Judah. And because of that, this tribe of Asher throughout Jewish history was known as being this tribe that had this sort of sense of faithfulness about it. 
the tribe that even when they were at war with another part of their country, even when there was this civil war going on, that they still held their first allegiance to God. And so you can imagine little Anna growing up throughout her life hearing these stories about how her family was a family that was a family of faithfulness. And maybe in your family that's something different. And pretty much every family has this sort of sense of this is who we are. And for Anna's family it was a sense of faithfulness. And she lived that out. She grew up, she got married, but then her husband died. And instead of going and finding another husband, what she decided was that, like her tribe, had gone to the temple in order to celebrate the Passover and be faithful to God, that what she was going to do now that she was a widow was she was going to be faithful to God and she was going to go to Jerusalem. And she was going to go to the temple and she was going to spend day and night in that temple praying for the redemption of the city. Praying for the redemption of Jerusalem. Praying that God's Messiah might come one day. And we hear her story and yet we don't immediately recognize one of the characters in her story. One of the characters that actually sort of lives in the background of her story, the character that is the narrator of her story, the gospel writer named Luke. This Gentile doctor who became a Christian presumably because he heard this fiery ex-Pharisee preaching near the city of Troas. We meet Luke for the first time in the book of Acts, right after Paul has been in Troas. And Luke seems to hang around with Paul for the rest of Paul's time. Until Paul is finally left in Rome and is later executed. You have this gospel writer, Luke, who we know from the way that his life is put together, from what we see in Scripture, we know that this gospel writer, Luke, was never given the same blessing that Anna was given. You see, Anna was able to look at Jesus in the face. Anna was able to look into Jesus' eyes, to see where his cheekbones were, to see the way that maybe the wrinkles on his forehead came together. She was able to see that, but Luke was never able to see that. Luke became a Christian after Jesus had died and had ascended into heaven. And he was probably waiting for that gift of seeing Jesus face to face just like we are. He was waiting for that opportunity to see what Jesus looked like, to hear what Jesus' voice sounded like, how it reverberated inside your ear, to 
maybe even smell what Jesus' breath smelled like when he got up close and talked to you. You can imagine what it must have been like for Luke to hear this story of Anna. Somebody who had seen Jesus face to face. What it must have been like to imagine what that would be like. You see, Luke's entire gospel is put together much like a research paper that many of you are writing is put together. Luke never was an eyewitness to the things that Jesus did, the things that Luke wrote down in his gospel. Luke instead went out and he did research like a good doctor. He went out there and he talked to people. He had conversations with people. And so you can imagine what it must have been like for him to sit down with some of those people who had seen his Lord, his Lord that he had heard about from people like Peter and Paul. And to hear about the Savior whom he had never seen but believed in. Now, there was probably no way that Luke ever actually talked to Anna herself. Because Anna was 84 years old, right around the time that Jesus was an infant, and he still had at least 33 years of life to live before he was crucified. And so who Luke must have been talking to is one of those people who Anna had come up to. This crazy old lady, just amazingly excited about this little baby that she had just seen. And maybe they hadn't seen Jesus either. But it didn't matter. Because... They heard the excitement in Anna's voice. She had been able to see him and that was good enough for them. I mean, after all, that's what it was all about for Luke. Luke didn't need to see this Jesus Christ. He didn't need to see him born in that stable in Bethlehem. He didn't need to hear his sermon on the mount and hear what his voice sounded like and where he paused and where he didn't. He didn't even need to see the gruesome, horrific experience of what it was like to see him nailed to a cross after having been scourged and beaten. He didn't even need to see his Lord resurrected in a brand new resurrected body. He didn't need to see any of that. He just needed to hear about the hope and the expectation that he would see that Lord. That he would see that Jesus Christ. And that's the case for us as well. That we are waiting to see that Lord. 
that Lord who Anna was lucky enough to have seen face to face, but who we're still waiting to see face to face. And so we see Him in other ways. We see Him when we open up the Scriptures, when we hear that story of Anna. We're sort of like Luke. We get to ask questions of the people that we're sitting down with. Ask questions of this Anna who is able to see this baby boy after hearing the song of Simeon getting up and wondering what all the fuss is about and then being able to meet his parents, Joseph and Mary, and then looking at him. And maybe we ask questions of how did she know that it was him? How did he look? But really those questions don't matter. Because although those are great glimpses into looking at who Jesus is, they're not much better than the glimpses that we have. We have glimpses of Jesus in the waters of baptism, in this meal of His body and blood, bread and wine. Because all of our glimpses are about hope. They're all about this expectation that we have that one day we will see Him. And just like Anna, we will go and tell stories about having seen Him for the rest of eternity. Amen.